watching your one piece. We are! Hello, and welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece here, and you are listening to us talk about watching One Piece on One Piece Day. Just in time for whatever big news comes out today. We're definitely recording this the day of, like, as... This is live, actually. We're in your home, speaking directly into your ear. I need you to go to GameStop. I, I mean, it's, it's been a couple months, so if you forgot who we are, I'm Jory, the only one. I'm Joe. People who listen to this every week don't know us apart, so it's fine. <laughs> if you never knew, that's also okay. There are people who would listen to my other podcast that Jory was not on and say that you were, so there's no there's no consistency there. I'm a good character actor. I can... Yeah, no, the, the, the character of Joe has always been performed by Jory, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is just Jory talking to himself in two different... It's, very, it's a Rick and Morty situation, actually. But yes, we did have a long time skip. Jory, I was going to ask about, are you going to explain how you have the scar over your eye, or is it just going <laughs> to never be addressed on, on screen? See, this is this is much better than the really bad joke I had prepared. Oh, what was yours? <laughs> I would say, if you're wondering what's different, well, now we say slurs, so buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> Our Patreon numbers skyrocket. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got kicked off Patreon, now we're on Substack. We probably made that joke about, like, bad guys in the show before i my memory has been wiped like i re, i was watching episodes this morning that we're gonna discuss today and i was like having like thoughts about this arc and these characters and i'm like did i say these four months ago i don't know <laughs> it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter i'm saying them again if i did or they're different but it's been a break we took some months off i moved across the country you did the manga of one piece has been very very normal nothing significant has uh, changed and i definitely don't know about all the things that have happened and um i haven't read the leaks already for what's going to happen this weekend <laughs> but uh yeah no it's a very exciting time to be in the one piece business it's exciting for us to come back talk about the extremely relevant whole cake arc which is what everyone is refreshing their feeds for I don't know, I think we're on track to be caught up in like a year, and we got a lot of stuff to cover. I know we want to talk about, there's a new game coming out, the Netflix series, eventually the card game, the shirt line, I think we should review that. Yeah, there's a movie, there's One Piece oh, yeah, Red. yeah, Film Red. That's like Forgot soon, that. that's super soon. That is soon, I don't know, there's still no US date for that, is there? One Piece Film Red. Maybe it's, that'll uh, be announced on One Piece Day. For Japan. So for those people who are willing to uh, be insane and watch camera rips of it, they did with Evangelion, uh, you can fill us in of if it's okay for me to watch. I cannot imagine there's anything that I have not seen. Is it that canon? Will be we still don't, I don't, I still don't know. I can't imagine it <laughs> has anything in it. Like, I imagine it's another movie where he goes to, to Gear 4. And I know Jinbei's in it. But, like, I don't know anything past that. I just read the synopsis on the website. Now I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Shanks' daughter is, <laughs> yeah. like, a, is a VTuber pop star or something. Yeah. And I don't know. That's, that's, I'm like, that's a big thing to put in a movie. Is this canon or not? Like, Stampede <laughs> pushes that line, too, where there's an eternal pose to Raftel. And I'm like, I don't think you can put that in a movie and then just toss it aside. <laughs> but they do. Not a movie I'm particularly fond of, Stampede, which we'll have to talk about eventually. But yes, it's, a, it's, it's an exciting time in the One Piece business. I am much like uh, Morgan's, everyone's favorite character, Morgan's, running around, writing up the news, snapping <laughs> pictures, and getting shot in the back. <laughs> 
by Stussy. Um, spoilers for this chunk of episodes. But we're talking, of course, about 838 through 850 today. Big 850. That's a big milestone because it's a round number and all round numbers are important milestones. It is interesting to, to look at it and be like, oh yeah, we're less than 200 away. Like that's less than Alabasta, the time to... From start to Alabasta? Well, close. Do we, is there any other is there any other table setting? Are we have any other bits? I was gonna make a joke about <laughs> rebuilding my body. Not my shoulders are far too big now. <laughs> I almost forgot about it because Frankie's not in this arc. Oh, <laughs> well, he shows up in this chunk. He <laughs> he does he does get there is a fun Frankie joke in this bit as well. There was also a random pirate that gets clobbered by carrot or something that i was like is that kazuki out just doing a one-off voice are they just like <laughs> bringing in the other straw hats to do stuff when they're not around look i would do that <laughs> uh, <of course laughs> i'd be like hey yeah. <laughs> i know you're not on screen for a while but you're under contracts come here oh yeah we, we talk about that all the time with uh carrot like what's blackbeard's voice actor's life like <laughs> i haven't I, I don't know the guy's name or what else his career is like so maybe he's working every day doing other shit but it is funny to be like Oh yeah, ostensibly one of the most important characters has maybe 30 collective minutes of voice acting in the show. <laughs> maybe, I mean, that's probably on the low end, because there are some... He's in, like, a couple full episodes when he shows up, but... 838 to 850, so we left off at a very normal place to stop and take a break, which was in the middle of flashback. Yeah, Big Mom ate a bunch of food, and then... Yeah, not people. All of her friends are gone. And her yeah. her mom figures gone. Very strange that Mother Carmel and all of the orphans of whatever that place was called are just magically gone now. Immediately after she zones out eating food, it's very funny that this episode picks up and it's just like, so two people saw that. What <laughs> happened? They never really directly say it. I don't think. No. It's almost it's almost weirder the bloodless nature of all this. I think we've talked about this before with like the. Her power's fucked up, but there's something almost weirder about how sanitized and colorful the depiction is. Yeah, especially with, like... I mean, it's a kid's show. Of course it is. But. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where, like, because they don't outright say it, and she is not aware of what happened, that makes it more fucked up, I think. I think, I think and I, I do remember saying this last time, that there's something about it because it, like... There's a second where it dawns on you. Like, it's not immediate, like, they, because they don't tell you, you get to think about it for yourself. And it's like, even if it's obvious and not subtle, it's like, not a conclusion that's fun to come to. It's it's dark and sad with a character that ostensibly is difficult to feel uh, sympathy for. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, previously on One Piece Big Law, made a bunch of orphans. Two people saw this. It was oh, I, really important. We do look at the present for a minute of her screaming at the tea party. There is a very important shot of Caesar Clown just getting domed by a teapot. I'd ride to write that down because I thought it was very funny. <laughs> but two people saw that. One is an Elbaf warrior who was just like, "That's fucked up," and then goes and tells all the other giants. So they like double hate her now. <laughs> they didn't hate her enough before. That, that feels like unless this like comes back in some way. That feels kind of. Why did we need that detail? I don't know. Like they already had plenty of reason to hate her the last time. <laughs> yeah, they didn't need to double down on it. And not only did she like ruin you guys' lives and cause some people to die, uh, she killed people. <laughs> she also she also did a cannibal holocaust. <laughs> Giants are staunchly anti-cannibal. 
Yeah, I, I don't know why it's doubled down on. Um, also, another character saw her do this. Every, a, a character that I'm sure you remembered because he's shown up for like five seconds. <laughs> in like the one of the musical numbers, uh, the the cook Struzan. I'm not gonna blame the break on this because uh, that's just on me. After this segment, I was like, where the fuck is this guy? He didn't die in this flashback. Where the fuck is he? <laughs> he's <laughs> he's on screen for like one second before <laughs> this. I and I think maybe they just so it's not new. It's uh, how do you feel about the histories and stuff? I don't think it's particularly strong. I think it's a little too similar to Treble, but like a much worse version of it. Because at least Treble's around the whole time, and you're like, oh yeah, I hate that guy. Yeah, Struzan's like he seems like a solution to how does she decide to be evil? Yeah, she doesn't really. <laughs> That's the thing is like she doesn't even by like the end of this. It- it doesn't not feel like she is evil, but at some like at the exact end, she seems to get a, a joy out of being like mean. But other than that, it just feels like well, she's the bad guy, so she's mean. Because he's he yeah. like he sees her, and then he's like, "Hey, you you wanna you wanna come along with me? I'll give you food." And then she seems to just have fun eating. But at some point, she became like fucked up and vindictive and evil yeah and they don't spend a lot of time on him pushing that on her like it's kind of just like a couple snapshots of like stop these people coming after you and i will feed you because oh by the way his power is that he can like turn any object into food we know that big mom's food motivated Uh, i mean i'm food motivated too so i think this would work on me if a <laughs> mysterious man was like, hey, I saw you eat all your friends. Do you want to hang out? And I'll give you some a sandwich, some ham. Hey, hey, you seem really cool. I'm going to cut you a slice off the ham rock. <laughs> Except later when she's like, yeah, his food looks good, but it tastes bad. Tastes bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny detail later when he turns a cake into a cake. But anyways, yeah, so he's like, all right, this kid's strong. This giant baby is powerful enough for me to take advantage of i mean he does that yeah it's kind of i already me comparing it to treble almost like explains all of it for (laughs) me i don't even have to really get into it well we go jump to the present they shoot the rockets and then we have another flashback inside of uh big mom's tears we see a scene of mother caramel saying i think that everything should be equal i believe in equality this new but you can't find that in a country anywhere so we should make that place here i like this i don't know if this is a subtitle thing or maybe it's just the way it's written she says like we shouldn't have racism or things of that matter i love the just like catch all <laughs> you know bad things like racism <laughs> that oppose equality and then it's just that people should she she explains further that um everyone should look at things the same way which is not how i would define it personally yeah uh, this is me being a little uh nitpicky but uh the only time we've seen racism is towards fishmen i have not yeah. seen anyone well there's that other island with the long arm tribes but the long arm tribes were the one being racist to the regular people for some reason the f- people with the fucked up arms are the ones being mean uh, <laughs> but those are the yeah. only two like times of racism and actually, with the Long Arm Tribe Island that, like, Brooke was at, it didn't even feel like it was, like, racism. It just felt like they were like, well, there's this village we pick on and take them as slaves. <laughs> it didn't feel, like, racially motivated. 
Yeah, fantasy racism never works for that exact reason. It's because it always is just like, yes, this fantasy race is the marginalized group, and all of the humans have no discrepancies on skin color whatsoever. Yeah. Which is also, I mean, we're talking about an anime where the further hundreds of episodes you go in, characters' skins get progressively lighter. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it's it's just a funny little phrase that's thrown in there, I guess. It, it, this, this flashback is motivating why Big Mom is the way that she is and why she wants one of every type of person at her island is uh, Mother Carmel's dream. Also, she interprets everyone should look at things the same way as a height requirement because she is so large. She <laughs> thinks everyone should be her size. And, you know, we've talked about this before. That's why Caesar is trying to make the giants out of the children testing on children. And I don't remember her saying any of this stuff in the flashback we covered last time granted that was calendar years ago that we covered the <laughs> flashback but and i mean now i have no depth perception oh no i mean you have no depth perception. i said that you had the scar on your eye that's true i can't fit through doorways that's my thing <laughs> i'm just stuck in this office now that's why i decided to podcast again is because i'm like well there's nothing fucking else to do in this room i built my shoulders and now i'm stuck here i i, I can't get to work so i just get lost <laughs> I just keep making left turns every time there's a turn, and for some reason, I end right up right back at home. Call in lost tour. Uh, yeah, this is just kind of thrown here at the end, I guess, and then we see a little bit more flashbacks. She's mentioning, Big Mom is mentioning, like, oh yeah, my wherever Mother Carmel is, she could do this magic trick where she brought things to life, and then she, like, mimes it. And then does it for real. She starts bringing things to life. She's like, oh, I can do the trick too. I can't wait to show Mother Carmel. And it's just like, I guess it, it's all, again, dark and weird that she had got someone's power from eating them. <laughs> does she ever understand? Like, are we to suppose that Big Mom still has the mentality of a child in there? Um, she ha I her behavior I, says yes. Absolutely. We, can't, <laughs> we, we genuinely shouldn't open this tomate box because she has like 5,000 children. <laughs> Canonically. Like that is a bomb that's going to explode. But it's a very, it's a weird combination of traits that she acts like a big baby. Still seems to not understand what happened. And the other thing about her is that she's canonically fucked a million times. <laughs> that's the thing. I was I was explaining Big Bomb to someone because, you know, that's what I do is I just talk to talk about One Piece because uh, someone brought me donuts yesterday. And then I was telling her, it's kind of fitting because you brought me donuts because the guy, the person Luffy's fighting goes crazy if she doesn't get sweets. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say something else. And then I realized you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but uh, it's, oh, like, it's but yeah, no, good. The, the, yeah, and something I was thinking about, too, like, her whole behavior is that she's a child, um, and she doesn't seem to recall, like, the events of when she has her, like, hunger pangs, and then no. when she comes back, uh, she's like, where's my kid? And then they're all like, oh, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> Poof. I, Weird. It, 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 it feels like if, if, it, if this, like, behavior wasn't shown to her as a kid... It, like, when they first did it, it definitely felt a thing of, like, terrifying parents you don't want to ever tell things to because they're just going to get mad. But with this, it just seems like <laughs> it feels like she's very dumb and it's not it's you're not going to be able well, to explain just, it to her. 
enabled for 60 years, I guess. <laughs> I think that's what's going on here. And strung along by a line of macaroons. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't work on me. <laughs> I'm just hey, saying. I'm pretty sure the last time we said a Patreon goal would be we get Semla. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> we should we should see if Semla is really worth it. Still, <laughs> if Semla would make me eat everything around me because it's so good. Yeah, and then I become the Joker after having the <laughs> delicious sweet treat. She has the power of in these flashbacks. We see her. Well, first she starts wearing a cool hat, um, but then also she eventually. We never see her make her hat. That's also a sword. The sword hat. We never see sword hat, which is. Missed opportunity, I think. I think we need a whole six-episode event on Disney Plus about the sword hat origin story. <laughs> we don't see her make the sun in the cloud, but, like, they start to show up in the flashback story. Yeah, I mean, we did see, I remember, we did see Mother Carmel make the sun. A sun. I a think sun. this is a different one. It is, and I think that that's just supposed to be our, like, a wink of, oh, and that's how she knows, maybe she has some weird attachment to a sun. But, yeah, the, the cloud is just, like... New. Yeah. New IP. Her, uh, her homies. Remember their homies. <laughs> yeah, how could I forget? Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of the son that Mother Carmel makes, but I remember, yeah, it plays as, like, a fun thing of, like, oh, she has this power. How is Big Mom gonna end up having this power? <laughs> Number six will shock you. <laughs> she gets it, obviously. But, yeah, she makes the son, Prometheus, named after great Ridley Scott film. <laughs> Cloud is named Zeus after Russell Crowe's uh, scene stealing performance and Thor Love and Thunder and I think that's it yeah I, I don't know the hat's name because it wasn't in the the flashback but I think um we'll get a good hat spinoff series in time sword hat hashtag sword hat get it trending this week can we get it <laughs> yeah she she gets like a fucked up high bounty despite being a giant child it's weird because they show him just like taking over like stuff and then she's maniacally laughing while eating but at like at some point she's got to realize like <laughs> she's doing maybe she doesn't realize she's like being mean and a bad guy. Like maybe maybe she's I more sympathetic than I don't know. <laughs> Since she doesn't know this like 70 something year old woman. You know, at, at some point you're actually you're responsible for your own actions. Uh, I think that's just I have to draw the line somewhere that Big Mom might not be a nice person. <laughs> Yeah, but I think we have I, to. If Big Mom is is over party. I I, I still think, do that. I think we should uh we'll contact Phoenix Wright and he will he will successfully defend her in court by saying that sh she just wanted treats and I think that's uh, I think that's a good enough defense to help you be proven innocent in a court of law. In those games, absolutely. The fuck, that fucking. <laughs> kangaroo court as game design i don't know what kangaroo court means but it's very funny to say and i've heard it said by real people who do know what it means so it entered my alex jones says it a lot <laughs> because he he's an entertainer he knows that it's a good turn of phrase from what i understand it does not originate with uh kangaroos or australia which is uh disappointing Fuck, damn that's that's crazy. I never see. I feel like it should refer to a kangaroo being in court. That, that's that's just the image I get. Is like it's it's so uh, not a real court that a kangaroo could be there and it wouldn't make a difference. Like no one would be like, "Hey, why is a kangaroo here?" Yeah, I don't know. We'll never know. <laughs> this is a One Piece podcast, not an idioms podcast. No.
it was an idiot's podcast, not a... <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Anyways, yeah, we get back into the future, and she screams, like, a second time, like there's a shock, second <laughs> shockwave, an aftershock scream that uh, destroys the rockets. What? And Fuck! I can't believe that they didn't just murk Big Mom right here right now. <laughs> They're gonna poison her to death. Yeah, I really... A, a thing that would have been immediately averted as we find out smoothie can just wring poison out of people i think this one of the three the way that uh beige described it is that it was, it was super powerful like killer instantly but they got three of them to make sure it works still didn't work <laughs> still beefed it great job fucking losers <laughs> idiot thought you could kill big mom you're not even the main character nope dumbass the big mom pirates now have earplugs made of mochi and Caesar Clown's like, well, gotta run in and save everybody with the mirror. And everyone's running towards the mirror to try and escape. But, oh no, the <laughs> shrieking is now <laughs> breaking the mirror. Episode 839. Gang Beje turns into a giant castle that's also a tank. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> He's got goofy fucking eyes. It looks like, I don't know, Rayman boss? <laughs> yeah. Or uh, the uh, sub-boss before, like, Wily in uh, Mega Man. Just a giant mm-hmm. fucking, like, castle that you fight. Yeah, if you don't remember who Rayman was, um, the Rabbids are a spinoff of... <laughs> they sure are! ...of this guy. I almost... Uh, he's kind of like... Um, he's kind of the Gru. He's kind of the despicable me of the minions. But for... Um, not to be confused with Rain Man. Which is a Dustin Hoffman film. Why doesn't the Rain Man have a character platformer? <laughs> <laughs> you you fuck up and Tom Cruise just screams at you. I mean, they yeah. couldn't put they couldn't put Tom Cruise in a video game, obviously. But <laughs> uh, do you think Pika could possess this castle? I'm not sure. That's my that's my immediately my immediate thought when I saw his face, but like all stone, is I thought of Pika, and I was like, could Pika possess Gang Beje? What would happen there? That's a good question. Is he real stone? What are the limitations of? Because I, I of my power? my immediate thought would be no, because it's it's probably more of like it looks like stone because otherwise, how's the audience gonna know he's a castle kind of thing? Um, mm-hmm. but it's hard as stone, like. But like um, it's it's just his flesh. It's making his flesh as hard as stone. See, I was more thinking is like, does he get to choose? Like, does he decide like deep in his heart? Um. How it like the the layout of the castle inside of him and stuff like or is he's that just a terrible like, designer? If that's or is it case. like prefabbed and he's just stuck with whatever the fruit decided whenever they came into existence? He's built his whole personality around the fruit now. He's like, well, I gotta pretend this is on purpose. <laughs> Anyways, that's cool that he just does that. He calls it Big Father, <laughs> yeah. Big Father, Big Mom, Mommy and Daddy are fighting. I wrote down that some rando gets earplugs and finds the tomato box. This isn't a rando. This is one of the underground, like, leaders. I don't remember which one, but they know Stussy later. <laughs> I think it's the guy who was, like, the head of crime or something like that. The one with, like, oh, the yeah. really stupid title. I was like, well, yeah, the crime the guy. Guys. The one guy in charge of all the crime. It's good that he's dead now. The CEO of Crime's crime. over. <laughs> He's crime's over now. We did it. We solved it. But if I didn't make the joke already, I'm I'm gonna say big big props to uh Big Mom for not inviting the head of racism to her daughter's wedding. Well he had the knuckle sandwich. <laughs> He's full, he doesn't need to come to the tea party. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, no, I mean crime is solved. I don't know why we haven't tried this and I don't know why we haven't just shot the CEO of crime. 
should we should outlaw crime. I think that we should do the trick. Harvey Dent had the right idea. Make crime <laughs> illegal. Uh, obviously, you remember that the tomate box has a bomb in it, and it's just, I mean, literally a ticking time bomb throughout this chunk of episodes. Caesar Clown gets caught by Mochi, but then he escapes, but then he loses. Uh, I wrote Branch, her name is Brulee. The reason that she can use the mirror, I often forget she's even a part of it. At this point, I just assume mirrors people can go through, because my brain just tunes her out. But uh, she is taken back by Katakuri. Um, there's a lot of people getting caught and then being fine in this chunk of episodes. Uh, oh, okay, so everyone's trying to pile inside of the castle. It's like Gang Beche Castle. And basically everybody gets there except for the weakest people here. Even though, I mean, Carrot doesn't seem weak, but she's looped in with uh, Nami and Chopper here, who get grabbed by, like, the stronger Big Mom pirates and... Sanji, who's still standing by his family, is worried, and he makes some gesture that convinces the the Jerma, his his siblings, the Jerma siblings, and dad, judge, to spring into action. Yeah. And you get the full transformation, you get the anime opening transformation sequence for the, the Sentai squad, Jerma Double Six. And my favorite thing about this is that pretty much immediately after this, we go to the eye catch, but they make a unique <laughs> eye catch for... <laughs> Jerma, as if they're, it, it, they they do like a Jerma, like which I assume is a Gotcha Man joke. It's a, just like a Sentai thing, yeah. Yeah, because I'm I'm like it's exactly the the Gotcha Man thing, but I've only seen crowds, so I don't know <laughs> if that's a classic Gotcha Man thing. You did send me a picture just now of you uh, <laughs> soy facing at the uh, title title card. <laughs> For Jerma Double Six, I, I would did. watch. I would watch the spinoff. <laughs> unironically, the the like whole like transformation sequence was fucking awesome. That's really good. They commit. They go all the way. I like it's a it's a it's a cool like it doesn't feel like it's making fun of uh, Power Rangers. I mean, I don't know how I don't know how you do. It's it's so inherently goofy. I don't know if you can make fun of it. But the only way to make fun of it is if you had like you had it happen and then you had a bunch of characters go that wasn't that cool, but instead everyone else just no one reacts except for Vito who is also soy facing at it <laughs> yeah he's Vito. Like, my heroes he should be like off in the corner like naming the attacks <laughs> yeah. do you think he ships two of them together hopefully not I was about to say they're related but I know that doesn't, doesn't stop matter people that does not stop people <laughs> supernatural is a big deal <laughs> He, he he writes self-insert fan fiction where it's just him and Reiju, like, yeah. it, it's her saving him, and then she takes care of him. I wonder, does anyone write fan fiction about a character writing fan fiction? I have to, like, would anyone write Vito writing fan fiction? Like, is that too many layers down? I feel like we could go, we could have more layers, honestly. I'm sure about Vito writing fan fiction of her writing fan fiction about Vito. <laughs> Loves the fire tank pirates. <laughs> yeah. A name that I definitely think about often and have the top, the top of my head. This is Vito, right? This isn't Gotti. <laughs> I can't remember. Gotti is also there, whose name I also just remembered because I was thinking about the John Travolta film, <laughs> which has probably been mentioned uh, every Whole Cake episode. I think I, I know we've mentioned it before. That's the that's the movie that Movie Pass created, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. To the best of my knowledge, and I won't be looking it up. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, yeah, cool action stuff with the German guys fighting all the big mom pirates and helping everybody get away. And I hope you 
like seeing that a hundred times because that's what a lot of these episodes are. <laughs> it's awesome. Never really like segmenting off into one-on-one serious fights, just kind of like punch, kick. The person who gets away gets away. Look, if they had real fights, you'd have to like flesh out their abilities, and that kind of kills the uh, the each character has a thing that they do <laughs> dynamic of like a Sentai group. Mm-hmm. Well, Reiju has poison. I don't. I don't know what the the other guys are. Just strong. I don't know. I, do um, they have deals? The uh, yeah, uh, the blue one. Uh, he's like fast and lightning. Uh, the red Sonic. one. Is fuck you, Sonic. The red one uses like fire and explosions, and then the green one can make himself fucking jacked. Cool. I feel I. I mean, the green one seems like he has the coolest power of the three, (laughs) and they all can fly. Oh yeah, well that's the that's the science of Jerma, which is what they say when they beat the shit out of people. Judge is the only one who doesn't have a thing. He's just like, yeah, I can. I'm really good with a spear. (laughs) Like, no, I just did. I just (laughs) fucked up genetics. This is just my fault. <laughs> you know, he just seems to be regularly strong up until he gets like his shit rocked later. What do you think what do you think Sanji's power would be if he like I was about to say, what do you think Sanji's power would be if he was a better son? <laughs> but, <laughs> but I didn't want anyone to like take that too seriously. <laughs> what if Sanji was a good son? <laughs> if he wasn't a wimp, what would his cool Jerba Six power be? I mean, does he get to pick? I guess that's if you. Yeah, uh, that's another that thing. That narrows like, it down pretty quick. Because he's already said what his favorite devil fruit would be. <laughs> and we were yeah. all happy he didn't get it. And we would hate for him to suddenly have Sentai powers that gave him. Oh, if he could fly and turn invisible, that's too much. It's <laughs> <laughs> too much. Well, he actually can fly, though. That's the thing about Sanji. Because <laughs> he, he can't do that already. Yeah. I forgot about that. Little would change. I guess it would just get easier. Yeah. Anyways, what else happens? Oh yeah, so they fight, they get away. Blah blah blah. We go back on the tomate box. He unties a rope around it, but then it falls off a cliff. <laughs> it's fine for now. It like lands on the next ledge <laughs> down. Beje gets tries to attack Big Mom. There's a candy wall. Cans get filled with mochi. Tries to run her over. That doesn't even work. And I don't then, know why he thought it would work. I don't know. When when he did it, that, I was like, you fucking cost. dumb. You're trying to you're <laughs> You fucking idiot. <laughs> Moron. You're not the main character of the show. You're not going to beat Big Mom. What if he did? That'd be so, I mean, like. That'd be really weird. There are characters that aren't Luffy that could get away with it. It is not getting best yet. No. In fact, the, the, the next closest person that I think of that, that probably could that's not Luffy or Straw Hat uh, is hanging out with the Straw Hats right now. <laughs> with the- yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's basically the end of the episode is Beje officially announcing that they fucking failed. Yeah. They lost. We're big losers. They're trapped in candy and they're surrounded and they're all going to die. Next episode, 840, she stops crying, Big Mom. So now she's going to actually fight back. Uh, my notes just say, whoa, mama, which I realize is me externalizing. <laughs> That'd be funny if like there was an Elvis riff in one of these, <laughs> one of the kids in the Big Mom Pirates. I think she should have an Elvis son. Who's always like, whoa, mama, and just <laughs> running around. Like, that's what Katakuri should be. Katakuri should be an Elvis parody. Has there not been an Elvis parody in One Has Piece? Has there not? Is Oda not a, are his tastes too contemporary? <laughs> Is that the problem with that? Because I feel like it's a slam dunk. I, f- I feel like that'd be one he'd at least throw in somewhere. We know he likes Nickelback and Avril Lavigne. I know nothing else about his music taste. Was there a guy that kind of looked like Elvis in film gold? <laughs> 
Elvis in one piece. All I all I got is I'm getting like uh, baby onesies yeah. with Elvis on them. I'm also seeing uh some things with Borsalino. I'm just like I don't think he's an Elvis. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not an Elvis, but it is uh an example that comes up. Um, I'm not. I mean, I I feel like there's a, a tiny little guy dressed like Elvis with sideburns and foam gold. I can't remember though. Uh, where is I? Somewhere. Oh yeah, eight forty. Um. She starts fighting the castle. Mommy, big, big mommy and big daddy are fighting. Chiffon, this is the first time we mentioned her in a minute. Um, she pokes her head out the window and tries to get big mom to calm down. Makes it worse. Yeah. She's like, oh, you want me dead? I thought it was bad enough that you look like Lola. I'll make it so you can never have sweets again, which is a <laughs> particularly specific threat. Well, that's how she views being dead. It's like, oh no, I won't be able to have sweets. Would that work on Luffy, I think? Probably. Yeah, I think you could threaten him with uh, no food. Also food motivated. Some of our strongest <laughs> minds can be motivated by a sweet treat. Uh, what else have? Uh, Luffy wants to go fight, but Nami points out that literally everything they came here to do, they actually succeeded in. The killing Big Mom wasn't their idea. They just needed to get Sanji. Sanji wanted to save his family. What was oh, the Poneglyph? They got the Poneglyph uh, screenshot. They screenshotted the Poneglyph. <laughs> But Luffy's like, yeah, but Peje's getting his shit rocked for us. And he's like, no, I'm not. I don't really care if you live or die. But my family's here and I care about them. My crew. That's what Peje cares about. Uh, But he comes up with this plan. He's like, I'll shrink back to my normal size and let Caesar Clown fly me away. There's like a, a break in that conversation for an emotional catharsis. Because Judge, who's here now, asks Sanji, why did you save me? And he says that, uh, well, my real dad would have been ashamed if I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So he, like, grabs him by the collar. Sanji grabs Judge by the collar, drags him down to his knees, and is like, admit that you're not my dad and that you'll never... Like, he he flips the thing on yeah. him that he said when, when he was a kid and was like, never acknowledge that I'm your son again. Which, obviously, he only did for <laughs> political convenience with the marriage, but Judge does it. He shirks away embarrassed later he does say that he has a lot of self-hatred which i like i like that judge admits that he hates himself <laughs> really important now that that catharsis is over Jerma can be like yeah we'll cover you while caesar clown flies you out of the tea party and they're gonna do that to pay sanji back i believe judge's words were a fa- pay back the failure yeah. That they're indebted to. <laughs> and he, he's doing it because he doesn't want to <laughs> owe them anything. <laughs> I do like that Caesar, even though, he, you know, he he still does not have possession of his heart. Is, no. is like, I'm not going to do it. Why would I do that for you? I feel that my end of the bargain. <laughs> no, he whines and bitches every step of the way. <laughs> to great payoff later. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I love Caesar Clown. He's very entertaining. <laughs> when he's not on screen, I'm asking, where is Caesar? <laughs> In fact, there have been some times where I'm like, where is Caesar? Yeah. Caesar died on the way to his whole planet. That's how this, that's how this chunk ends. Uh, next episode, 841. This is kind of also how the last episode ends. But Bege, Caesar, and the, the Germic guys like step out. Well, I guess Gang doesn't really step out. He kind of just ceases to be a door. It's a visual medium. He doesn't watch the show if that sentence doesn't make any sense to you. Everybody unloads bullets, which again, is always weird to see pirates with like... A guy who can summon a genie out of his crotch shooting a gun. Like, it's, it, we talked about this with 
how dark it felt in Marineford for Whitebeard to be gunned down by a bunch of people with devil yeah. fruit powers. But similar here, just like firing squad from people who can like shoot literal fire out of their hands. It's a very specific imagery choice, I guess, to make that decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's just to have them all doing one thing rather than unloading their different powers. But anyways, none of all the bullets just seem blocked by Germa. Caesar starts to fly away. They start to fight. Raju gets knocked down, though. And Luffy's like, I want to go help. But Sanji says no. Oh, Smoothie can like ring the poison out of her. That's the where that's introduced. Because Reiju, like, kicks people and poison stays where she kicked, but Smoothie can just pop it out <laughs> with a little twist of the wrist. And Big Mom goes to finish off Reiju, but at the same time, her punch is blocked slash intercepted with, or by Sanji and Luffy at the same time. And then Sanji's, like, yelling at Luffy for going outside yeah. and fighting. But he's like, so did you. He's like, yeah, but I'm allowed to. So <laughs> Luffy so badly wants to just fight Big Mom here, and everyone has to be like, no. No, he's like a child. I mean, that it, it, and not the ways we were talking about Big Mom, obviously. But he's like, just come on, just one punch. Let me punch like, you one time. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah, he literally says that. He wants to punch yeah. at least once. And he immediately goes gear forth, lands like one <laughs> yeah. hit. It's, it's I like, it feels a little necessary. And because they reference all of the phone calls that Luffy's had with Big Mom. And it's like, yeah. you kind of need a little bit of face to face with them even though this isn't where they really fight at all this is, and it also is not the goal of this arc in any way <laughs> no it's kind of it's it, it's interesting to set up such a big bad that you know has to get fought in this way uh, but then it does lead to scenes like this where you're like well i guess i don't know if there's any stakes here yeah <laughs> this whole chunk there's kind of not a lot of stakes but i mean i don't know maybe i'm barking up the wrong tree complaining about stakes and a shown in anime um i say that as if someone doesn't commit suicide in this arc caesar clown has to escape though uh, gets caught by oven and then the genie and then germa helps them smoothly like it's really just like this character stops them but then germa saves them and then it's over and over and over again it's fun to watch but it's a little it it, it very much feels like like oh cool we're seeing characters do cool stuff that doesn't really matter eventually the dust will settle into like the fights that are happening for real which is where this chunk ends is luffy yeah standing off category for real a fight that i'm very excited to watch again <laughs> even though i didn't watch it that long ago uh but anyways yeah we go back to the underworld guy with a tomate box and he's like oh it's just on this next cliff down i'm gonna go down and get it but stussy shows up and is like hey i'm here this is a great story i guess and then he goes down to the tomate box and goes to open it. But then she shoots him, not with a gun, with a <laughs> finger pistol. And then the text on screen is like, this character's in CP0. <laughs> That's why she can shoot a finger gun. <laughs> Fucked up. She's like, yeah, I'll blame this guy on uh, something with the tomate box. Stealing the tomate box or something. Uh, and then it turns out that Morgan's is there. And she's like, hey uh help me lie to the world <laughs> yeah can you sell this story for me <laughs> he's like yeah uh just uh don't kill me <laughs> yeah just yeah don't shoot me with an invisible gun <laughs> and then there's i guess the island or the tower shakes again and the box falls again i guess it just falls for like an episode yeah because <laughs> i'm just like oh no it's the cliffhanger of the next episode when it hits the ground <laughs> 
At least they didn't, like, say, like, the box will hit the ground in three minutes and then five episodes later. It hits <laughs> yeah. the Luffy gets his fun little standoff with Big Mom, though, first. And he's like, I'm going to take down Kaido and then you, which is funny. Uh, and then Sanji's like, not right now. <laughs> Tries to drag him away. She has some line where he's where she's talking about how strong Kaido is. Like, she respects Kaido enough to be like, Luffy, come on, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> Yeah, so Sanji drags him away a little bit. He deflates from fourth gear. Big Mom's chasing them, but the judge steps in and has a big dramatic like standoff with her where he's like, I really thought I was going to have my dream of owning an ocean <laughs> with an iron fist, and you didn't really take it away from me. Kind of dangled it in front of me to get what you wanted, and I shouldn't have ever trusted you. But I did... And now I really hate myself for the position I'm in. And then she just kind of like steps on him and he's dead. <laughs> he's not dead. He gets up later. But like his helmet gets broken off, which is a big deal. But anyways, that's where that episode ends. We go to 842. It's this is a really weird sequence of events because like two of the Germa boys were helping Caesar and they run over to help judge. But then Katakuri's like, I ah, have you Caesar clown. But then... Eddie Redmayne comes back to fight and he's like, <laughs> no, I'm right back here again. And I'm like, why did you go away? But then the other two, the Blue Beetle and the Green Lantern, they go to fight Big Mom. Uh, so Caesar Clown uh, continues to try to escape now that the Katakur is distracted. And he's immediately stopped again by uh, his worst enemy. <laughs> Caesar Clown? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, that's what the show needed was two Caesars. Yeah. Honestly, Branch's cosplay is like Brulee's cosplay is really good. Actually, like the hair and the outfit, she's like she looks basically guesty. Yeah, she doesn't have to do a whole bunch of different. No, uh, that's that's true. This isn't Caesar. He does say at one point that this is like this shouldn't be happening to Gastino. <laughs> like there's no correction, one around. He is correction. Gastino Sama refers to himself with the <laughs> yeah. honorific. Very funny bit. I love that he keeps it up to himself. Yeah. He's a character actor. It's like, you know, it's like uh, people on set who are like, I have to be an asshole the whole time. Yeah. It's the only way to do it. He's prepared for this role of being an asshole by being a war criminal in his free time. Years of, of preparation. Like, yeah, I did it for a role. Oh, what role? <laughs> Nothing specific. I just know that everyone needs a war criminal. Yeah, yeah so Breely's reflecting him. Uh, people are getting trapped, like the Straw Hats and, and whatnot are getting trapped. I don't remember who is some lady who has a power to, like, make invisible handcuffs or some shit. I don't... She showed up earlier with Opera uh, the first time when Luffy got caught. I don't remember if they even say what her power is, but it shows up again. Doesn't really matter because they all get out of it. But there's a moment here where... It seems like everything's bad because Caesar Clown is stopped and everyone's trapped and German Double Sticks could not get a victory royale. But Katakuri then has a vision of the tomate box blowing up and it's too late, obviously, for him to do anything about it. But the tomate box blows up as it hits the ground and the entire tower <laughs> yeah, that they're on, this giant castle just topples. It's absolutely insane. Because I was like, what what I was expecting from the from the box is like it's a big explosion. I was expecting. I don't it to know like, how they fit so much dynamite <laughs> inside of that box. Do you think the tomato box was an inside job? <laughs> it had to have been. 
this is a uh, the, the Chekhov's tomato box finally fired and um alternatively there's no steel beams in that thing like it's <laughs> I, I is this castle edible is my cuz it looks like a big cake but then later spoilers it gets turned into cake <laughs> and i'm like was it not already cake <laughs> it's really weird obviously we've seen the inside of it it looks like stone so there's some structure there but also, we've seen Chocolate House. <laughs> Luffy almost got arrested for eating Chocolate House. I just have a lot of questions about the architecture. Anyways, yeah, it allows the Straw Hats to escape. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say they've been saved yet, but... <laughs> no, this is just like, I want to know what the thinking was to stuff it with so much explosives it could cause major structural damage, because what if they still had it at Fishman Island? And uh, they opened it in the treasure room. Is what <laughs> yeah, it would have happened. It would have destroyed the entire fucking island and popped the bubble and like killed people. I like that's yeah. It really bets on it being stolen and taken far away. <laughs> it's a long. Uh, that's that's the thing is we have the benefit even with our long break that was still not that long ago. We watched a year and a half. Main island. I, it, it's so long between when it was set up and when they do it. They refer, they remind you in the episode why it's what the box is and they play the reason back. why it's a problem. Beje laughs like the Joker <laughs> after he's like, "Well, I'll take it," because Big Mom's like rolling <laughs> down off the like she's gonna fall to her death, and he's like, "I'll take it." I guess we've annihilated the Big Mom pirates. No, not a single person gets scratched from this. 8.43, Sanji's trying to find Reiju in the, like, falling of the tower. The castle, like, the t it's a very tall castle. I don't feel like we've done a lot to address the fact that they were on top of a giant tower this whole time, the tea party. I think that's also partly because I've played the Warriors game, in which <laughs> that's obviously not how the map is laid out. So I kind of forgot that it was on top of a giant tower. And not just in the middle of the city. But anyways, it's going to go down and destroy this city that's over it. Uh, Raise you and whatever the Red Brother's name is. Uh, they clear a path and Sanji gets back to being inside of Beje's castle body. Jerma seems to retreat for now. We see them a little bit later. Struson shows back up. A character who's had a very strong presence over this arc the whole time. Does not feel shoehorned in as a solution to problems. He cuts the castle and turns it into a cake, which again, thought it already was a cake, but now it's double cake. It, it's gone from, it's gone, it's now fluffy and moist. You could say that the cake was a lie, if it wasn't a cake before. This guy has the, uh, the knife you see on Twitter, how uh, whenever The knife that things. turns things to cake? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has it, and he does it here. He turns the entire thing into cake. Proved that it was a devil fruit right here. Damn, that's crazy that... The is it cake? This is the first time we've talked about that in when in a place where everything's edible. I know maybe maybe just because it's low hanging fruit, but we usually take low hanging fruit. I don't know. I usually just like the fruit that's like falling off and it's all like fucked up on the ground. Yeah, and you eat it and it turns you into rubber. <laughs> See another great example. So Big Mom is caught by Zeus, her cloud friend. And yeah, she mentioned that the cake tastes bad. She mentions that this, uh, the power makes things not taste very good. And then she starts to crave the wedding cake. This is set up for later when she gets hunger pangs, but almost seems like it's starting now. Uh, but all the straw hats get away. Uh, inside of Beje, they are just in a field that I guess it looks like where Luffy fought Sanji. It's, I don't know if it's the same field, doesn't really matter, but Be Beje unloads 
all of these people and sees <laughs> the clown is finally set free. He has given his heart back and he is he goes off on his own journey, his own spin-off six episode event. <laughs> I swear I can still hear his voice. Because he is still there. While they're all discussing plans and everything, he's he, he like some of those can probably kind of hear him be like, Yeah, I'm gonna go do this and then I'm gonna go do that. It's me. Caesar Clown finally has his freedom. And yeah, everyone's just like piss off die. Should have crushed his heart instead of giving it back to him. And then just ignore that he exists entirely. <laughs> He's like, he wants to say goodbye to these people. Like, he wants any sort of acknowledgement of respect, and they refuse. He's, I, I, I can't imagine this is the last time we see Caesar Clown. <laughs> of course not. In one piece. He was kept around for so long, <laughs> there's no way he doesn't show up again. Yeah, he should join Buggy's crew. <laughs> Please. Buggy, Buggy needs a scientist. Buggy needs a smart person on his team. He does. Buggy's big, like, balloon body should be filled with toxic gas. <laughs> that would actually be a really good team attack. They need to give uh, <laughs> Buggy and Caesar, like, their own movie. Like, that needs to be the next One Piece movie. It just needs mm-hmm. to be, like, Buggy is the main character. I, I guess this isn't, like, a, a reach for uh, a reference, but... The connecting thread between all of the Dragon Ball movies is that the only character who's been in every single one is Krillin. Not even Goku? No, because Goku's dead during a couple of them, like when he's super dead. That's so funny. Uh, But he doesn't show up. He he kind of shows up in like a little like... Post-credit scene? And like imagining their dad and stuff kind of thing, but not as like a Goku being like, hey, I'm Goku, here's me doing something. Krillin at the end, I think, is Bio Broly. I don't think he says in the jet, but in like the dub or something, he's like, hey, you didn't think this would end without me showing up, did you? <laughs> That's funny. And the mo- the movie about Buggy, he just end with with like Luffy, uh, like cutting, zooming out on Luffy. <laughs> and someone was like, what you doing? Uh, nothing. Nothing's important right now. Just relaxing. <laughs> so while Buggy's having this harrowing adventure, uh, Luffy's just like existing. Anything Buggy does is a harrowing adventure. He's trying to go to the grocery store. <laughs> Trying to call an Uber. <laughs> Love Buggy so much. He's going to be king of the pirates. Yeah, absolutely. Caesar Clown would also be a great pick for a cover story arc. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm assuming that hasn't happened. I feel like someone would have told me, but I don't know what the state of cover stories is right now. I have to, I have to catch up. I have to <laughs> first catch up on the anime and then <laughs> read all the manga. But yeah, so yeah, they start making their plans, the Straw Hats, about um, separating. Chopper and Brooke have to go back to get the shark submerge, and everybody else, Sloofy, Nami, Carrot, Jinbei, they all have to go back. Oh, Pedro. Remember Pedro? I don't... The fact that this is the first time I clocked him, I don't know where he was. Was he just... I guess... Did he just never leave Beje? I guess is the answer, but... I genuinely was like, oh shit, Pedro's here. Yeah, that's what I was like. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's here. He's part of the crew. I, did I, I, don't know, I don't know if I just didn't clock him on the few scenes inside of Beje's castle, but <laughs> he is here. Oh, Sanji's the other person I did, didn't name. The whole fucking reason we're here. Um, but yeah, so they're splitting up, heading off, and Caesar's like, I'm gonna go. You're gonna, not gonna get to say goodbye to me again. And they're already like out of earshot. <laughs> but before the episode ends, also... Big Mom does start to have hunger pains, and while, you know, her crew, Katakuri, Montdor, all these people are trying to, like, plan what to do, this smoothie runs in, like, bad news. We have a bigger problem. Big Mom hungry. 
So 844, we'll basically do this scene again where, <laughs> oh, I, I guess I skipped over a minute where someone yell. I think it's Mott Door yells at Opera, for, or no, it is Smoothie. Smoothie yells at Opera for lying about catching Luffy, even though they never trusted him and believed it. <laughs> yeah. Opera's like, yeah, whoops, my bad. I didn't want to get in trouble. And then like, she's like, all right, well, the hunger pains are your fault. So I'll go deal with this. And Opera goes over and just like is used as a mallet, basically. <laughs> yeah. That Big Mom. Uh, but this episode starts with Katakuri getting like a vision of Big Mom doing that. And I love that he's like, well, I can't stop it. It's like, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> he's, he's the older brother. So he's like, oh, I, know, I know how this goes. Uh, can't do anything about it. Well, this it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Opera seems super dead. But, but then yeah, we go back to Nami and the crew. They're going They're Nami's leading them to the seducing woods we're gonna go back through the seducing woods and big mom's like give me the wedding cake i want wedding cake specifically and everyone's like well the chef even though he saved us by cutting the cake into a second cake he's dead now. <laughs> he, he didn't survive the fall he's like alive he's just like he's like he won't be good for days no one else can make the cake though because we used all the ingredients and it probably would take days to do it because he had days also, she never tasted the cake, so she's craving her expectation that she made up in her head, which is very funny. So, like, no one could possibly make a cake as good as her expectations now that she has hunger pains. Cut to Sanji's sneezing, <laughs> basically. But Parasparo, everyone's least favorite character who makes candy and inappropriate licking noises, he lies about a second cake. He's like, <laughs> yeah, there's, we made a second one just in case, but Luffy took it. So go chase <laughs> Luffy. And she's like, if you're lying, I'm going to eat you. And then flies away on a cloud. <laughs> and he's like, I guess I'm going to die. And everyone's like, literally all of his siblings are like, I thought you were one of the smart ones. Why did you lie about that? <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, they go over all the stuff where it's like, how could they possibly do this? And then Pudding shows up and says, I can with Chiffon's help because I know what kind of cake it was. And all the leftover ingredients are at my chocolate house conveniently. But then we go back to Luffy. Very important update. King Bomb is still here. The giant tree who has been stitched back together and is seen flirting with a sexy lady tree. <laughs> with his hot tree GF. Yeah. Peak, <laughs> peak One Piece gender essentialism is this giant, ugly tree that's just massive. And then their romantic interest is just a normal sexy lady from One Piece that happens to be a tree. Do you think there's any figures of that tree? I don't know. Maybe someone... 3D printed on Etsy. She's pretty important. She motivates the plot for like a whole episode. Lady Tree One Piece figure. Portraits of Pirates collection. Let's see. It got me a Boa Hancock figure, Perona, and then it got me the Luffy with fat tits figure. <laughs> Our most important piece of art. Yeah. I hope they put her in the next Warriors game. <laughs> Please. Never named, I don't believe. Just King Bomb's fiance. I think she's just Lady Tree. Lady Tree. Because yeah. he's king. And uh, yeah. they're, uh, the spoiler, uh, they're engaged. She's his fiance, so she's yeah. a lady. She's not a queen. Oh, literally a lady. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Nami is still able to convince King Bomb to drive them around. Very stupid that she is like, yeah, I just cut Lola's card in half, so I still have a piece of it, even though it was taken from me. Like, could have just had her pick it up after it was taken from her like that's such a weird 
solution to a problem of, oh, whoops, I want her to still have it. Especially considering it stops being useful in the next episode. Because uh, once Big Mom shows up, it no longer has any like soul power yeah uh but yeah because uh yeah literally right after that is when big mom shows up on her cloud we see that the big mom pirates are raiding the germa like ship island country fighting the soldiers trying to take their their shit but then the power rangers arrive and turn the fight back against them luffy wants to fight big mom really bad but they're like no we have to escape and uh a not so hidden katakuri Sneaks on to the sunny. He is like in silhouette, but like how many other characters have spurs jingling in this arc? How many guys like, are that big? <laughs> yeah, he's a bit. Also, he's very big. He's very tall. Big Mom comes in and says, hey, check this shit out and domes the tree. Like just shaves it like a corner of it off. She calls it the Spear of Elbaf, her attack, which uh, Luffy recognizes more so in the next episode, 845. We see the attack, like, split the whole woods out and, like, the one-piece sword wave that, like, goes into the sea. Hers is purple. As opposed to Zoro's is always green. Uh, but Luffy remembers this attack. Uh, apparently this is what Dory and Bragi did. The something sov- sovereignty? I didn't write it down. Spear of Elbaf is an attack, I guess. Interesting that she would have it. Have it like it's an ability she collected in a treasure chest she got the power up at the end of the the level was able to use the new ability yeah but like it's a, you you would only think that a different playable character could get it like you didn't know you could mix and match classes like yeah. that it's like final fantasy 10 but when you play a, like against type and you're like oh i didn't know <laughs> Tidus could learn black magic but he can't anyone can he doesn't have good stats for it yeah. just like that very accessible understandable reference <laughs> for our audience Hey, you know what video games are. The tree's still alive. King Bomb's still alive. Nami is able to motivate him by saying, think about your hot, sexy lady girlfriend. You gotta make it through so you can see her again. So, like, Nami's, like, dangling a fishing rod with, like, pussy in front of this tree, (laughs) trying to get him to run faster. It doesn't work because eventually he dies anyway. (laughs) But uh, another important thing is that Nami starts feeding lightning balls to zeus like while <laughs> i guess big mom got off of zeus for a second and i blinked and missed it but because she like started to do them because she saw the god idea and then i think she was just trying to do a thunder strike and he just started to like munch on him he's like hey these are pretty good yeah she's like laying traps and then he just like m- got a munch got a crunch it is funny that just like it's almost a non-issue that nami's just like oh i guess this powerful creature of dig mom follows me now like it just kind of happens in the middle of all this other stuff because zeus immediately loves nami also food motivated (laughs) it's very common motivation if you're an anime character that's true yeah we we've covered the two episodes of toriko worth discussing (laughs) (laughs) so nami tells zeus is like be my servant and i'll give you infinite food and sanji's like okay not wasn't talking to you but Again, we we need more scenes of Jinbei being like, are you always like this? Like, is this always what things are like here? Which is basically what we get a little bit later with Jinbei when he has to be explained what a Kuda burst is. But uh, yeah, so Pedro starts fighting here. Him and Sanji both do some fighting and then Sanji goes to light a cigarette and Pedro lights it with his Electro, which we (laughs) saw again. It's just very cool. He's like, that's Sanji's like, that's super convenient. Dude's rock. (laughs) Uh, So Prometheus gets too hot. And literally just, like, goes full 
Entei or Flame Emperor or whatever Ace's power is called, and then uh, like envelops King Bomb into ashes. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> I didn't think he'd actually die, die, because he came back the last time, but he can't stitch together uh, ashes. No. Also, we see the Sunny. I thought we cut to the Thousand Sunny that's getting loaded up with uh, little chess soldiers climbing out of the mirror. We are recording on International Chess Day. Oh, oh shit. Uh, but Pudding rolls up. Not Pudding rolls, but Pudding uh, rolls up on Beger and says, let me steal your wife. <laughs> Gotta bake a cake. It's a piece of cake to bake a pretty cake. Chiffon does join. I can't remember if it's played straight or if it's just a flashback later or or both. But they flash back later to Chiffon's saying, I have to do this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, also, Pudding seems to be worried about Sanji, which is not really a plot twist, because last time she seemed to be having conflicted feelings about him. It becomes a joke. Because, <laughs> like, the, the first th- thing she said about it was, like, he's getting, like, said something about making him pay for making fun of her eye, which... Yeah, flashback to him <laughs> being like, oh, how cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, she's, like, vindictive about being made soft when when your mom has <laughs> insulted you your entire life that you're a fucked up ugly freak and then the weird guy who's horny for you says your eye is pretty you you don't know how to react <laughs> so you take it as an insult because you've been conditioned to believe that verbal abuse is affection i think this big um, mom isn't a very good person <laughs> yeah we think <laughs> really do something about her <laughs> someone should someone needs to stop big mom we should cancel her <laughs> someone needs to do something about that i should we should all team up and get her we got to 846 an episode that felt more padded than the rest of them <laughs> but in part because jinbei has to re-explain hunger pangs to yeah. the straw hat uh also they have to sort of re-explain that the forest moves around them so the seducing woods are doing that now that they're all on their feet again. We see Brook and Chopper. They're having a normal time. No one is near them. Like <laughs> their their biggest uh, obstacle is eating a bunch of cream to free the shark from being buried under cream. That's it. Oh, and then later, although this is a weird scene, Chopper thinks he sees a mermaid and it's like, oh, no, it's a merman. And Brooke's like, I don't care anymore. And he's like, no, look, look over. I want to see what's going on over there. And he's like, no, I refuse. <laughs> I'm not listening to you. <laughs> because for a split second, he imagined a mermaid. And then they didn't. And then it wasn't a mermaid that he's like so uninterested. But then they start running away from like a giant seeking tigerfish thing. So forget that ever happened, I guess. Because they mentioned the... Or a Mont Dor or whoever mentioned that the Sun Pirates have already left. They got away. Jinbei must have known ahead of time that he was going to betray Big Mom. Yeah, the Straw Hats are fighting the woods and then some other pirates show up and they have to fight them. One of them reminds Pedro of Zeppo. And he's like, how dare you remind me of Zeppo, the bear that died because of me. <laughs> and then they win and they go back to running. Feels like filler a little bit. Uh, Carrot's like, oh, I'm going to jump up and see which way the ship is so we can just run that way. Yeah, I was out before she did those, like, they should do that. And as soon as she does, it's just like, no! <laughs> you <laughs> not like volleyball spikes her back down <laughs> into the dirt. And then Pedro's like, I can do it because I'm a guy and I'm stronger than you. Uh, and he has, like, some cool sword attack, I guess. Knocks him up and then he... It's like, oh, there's ships that way. Then Big Mom shows up and starts swinging again. Oh, also, I forgot to mention that Nami like put a weather egg at the end of her staff to keep Zeus distracted and running after her. But now that they stopped, he ate it. 
And he's like, yummy, yummy, yummy. And then he turns into like a giant thundercloud as big as the forest. <laughs> She's like, well, I guess I might as well turn this into an attack. And it's like this gigantic thunder attack. So big that in this next episode, 846, uh, Pero Sparrow and Katakuri, who are on the Sunny, just assume that Big Mom did it. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's fun. Because obviously we know already if Brooke and Chopper show up at the Sunny and the Shark and everyone's like, your friends are dead because of the lightning bolt, thunderbolt. And they're like, no, I just don't believe you. Which also I'm thinking, well, Luffy's immune to electricity anyway. Did get me thinking, though, could you coat electricity with hockey? If Vanel had hockey and it was stronger than Luffy's hockey, could he Could he shock him? That's a good question. A lot of theory crafting on this uh, this episode. A lot of, lot of power comparison. Much to, <laughs> much to unpack. I, Meet I, me in the forums. If only One Piece had a numerical system we could attribute to people's power... <laughs> If that would definitely only. not make the series worse. No, I think we should. Once they tried that, and you know, I really, and, and it was maybe one of the best arcs. So <laughs> say what you will. Oh, we see, yeah, we see Nami's attack again, and everyone's like, yep, you and your friends are dead. Brick and Chopper are like, no, and then they attack the ship. Big Mom's in a big hole. She can't seem to get out of this, so she just kind of walks forward, and the ground breaks, I guess. It's a well, it's, it's that uh, Minecraft trick of if you just keep moving forward and breaking the bricks in front yeah, of you. Yeah, she's basically doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, eventually she's going to catch up with them. I don't know why they're not running away. It's very That's like... That's what I was thinking a lot. Multiple times with the chunk is like, fucking go! Go! <laughs> Standing around <laughs> thinking, hard. is she going to come out of that hole? <laughs> yeah, man, of course she is. She's Big Mom. Run away. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this, yeah, I don't know, we're complaining about a child's cartoon not being <laughs> smart enough, realistic enough, but re enough about how not realistic it is. Uh, the skeleton and the, the raccoon team up to fight the chess soldiers. And then the skeleton plays a magical song on his guitar to suck the soul out of those chess soldiers. Because we've seen him do that before. It's still very cool. I love that. And then he uses uh, a knight shows up, just like knight unnamed doesn't seem to have a power just a guy just a dark souls enemy shows up brooke doesn't really fight him so much as turned the ground into ice and then chopper fights him in a kung fu point and the knight's like how can you walk on this ice level and he's like because i'm a reindeer <laughs> which i think is a fun combination of powers is to have brooke's ice powers be uh, a disadvantage for everyone but Chopper because he's a reindeer. I love yeah. that Chopper has an advantage, not because of his devil fruit, <laughs> yeah. but because he's a reindeer. And I like the response of, yeah, <laughs> I thought you were a coon dog. <laughs> if it wasn't for those meddling kids and their raccoon dog. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they win. They beat the knight, of course. And we get the flashback, which again, I, I don't know if I blinked and missed this happening the first time, but Chiffon's saying bye to Beje. She's like, I have to repay Nami for saving Lola. We see that they're putting and Chiffon are coming up. I, did I mention that they're on her flying carpet? No, I didn't. <laughs> but they're on her flying carpet. Yeah. And they're coming up on Sanji now. And yeah, putting dips into this like hyper cartoonish routine of going from like, I'm in love with Sanji to verbally assaulting him angrily. And it's this it's this rapid back and forth that's like the, the thing that like I, I was kind of getting from it is something with like her third eye makes her back turns her into like a bad guy. 
<laughs> it's kind of the implication, I think. Also and, weird. Yeah. She's like the pe- she's the, the final boss of Sundere Girls, where she guts in... It, it, she even, at least in the subs I was watching, said the not like I wanted you to or anything type thing, which is the, like, gag line you use when you're parodying yeah, that. That's but, a better... I mean, that's a better approach to it. Every now and then it strikes me as... A weird decision. <laughs> I think it's funny that uh, so- no one reacts to it except for Chiffon. Yeah. <laughs> so- every, every time like... she's like, you're going to die and Big Mom's going to drag you into hell. Chiffon's like, no, that's not what we're here to do. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're right, Sanji. I need your help. <laughs> I want to save you. The, the, I, I, I did like the, when she, one of the times she got hard eyes at Sanji, all three of them were hearts. That's, that's Very fun. important bit. Very important. <laughs> Uh, my favorite bit is when she says Sanji's name at the end of a sentence and then turns away to whisper San, the honorific, and like clearly everyone hears her and pretends not to. I that's I like that a lot. I because it's uh, it happens a lot in the next uh, chunk we have. But not that there's a whole lot of whole cake left. I think it just in my mind feels like there's a lot left because it took me so long to finish watching it the first time. But I, it's a, one of my favorite repeated gags of just, like, her saying Sanji's name and then, like, several beats of her turning away and then saying San. Anyways, yeah, she asks Sanji to help bake the cake. It's a piece of cake to bake a pretty cake. And he, of course, is like, yeah, of course. I can cook anything. Stick to the recipe, etc. There's a weird cliffhanger at the end of this episode of, like, Big Mom doing a big attack and Sanji just barely grabs onto the carpet. Because the the next episode starts before they actually get away. Anyway, eight forty eight starts with putting using her power to clear a path. She like shoots a beam at all the trees, all the all the homies. Her of course memory powers. She gives all of the homies flashbacks. She reminds all of them of the people they used to be before they were consumed, which sounds so existentially terrifying. Because <laughs> like they're all like remembering like oh I was supposed to get this at the store. I was supposed to do... Uh, did I leave the oven on? I have to imagine all of it ends with, oh, and then my soul got consumed with Big Mom, and now I'm stuck inside of a tree. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Seems fucked up, but it works. They clear a path for a little bit. And uh, they escape the woods, the pudding carpet squad. Eventually she realizes Sanji was there. Again, a weird bit. Doesn't really make sense, but it was funny to her to be like, when did you get here? And she finds like the whole time we just picked him up. After the conversation that you had. Uh, but yeah, they get out of the woods. They see Brooke and Chopper fighting on the boat. Zeus, the cloud, of course, still unsure which side he wants to be on. And then Paris Barrow traps Chopper and Brooke in candy. And brags about their incoming victory while fully coating them in candy. They're candied over. And then is like, now, as the, the, the motion in the woods is getting closer to the shore. And they're like, Big Mom's going to come out and have Luffy's head on a platter, but then no, it's, of course, the Straw Hats um, running out away from, I was going to say triumphantly, not true. They're running away from Big Mom. But Paris Barrow is shocked. Paris is like, all right, have this candy Iron Maiden then. And everyone just punches it and it breaks. And he's like, all right, we'll have the second one that's actually going to stop you. <laughs> and Luffy's like, no, well, and does a Red Hawk and breaks it. <laughs> Always nice to see Red Hawk. Always happy to see it. Cool move. Looks great. Not still not really sure the mechanics of him setting his arm on fire. But, you know, <laughs> can't complain. It looks cool. <laughs> One time there was three Zoros attached. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's the end of that episode. Eight forty nine. 
We're getting into, uh, we, we start with that same beat basically over again, but this time Luffy's Red Hawk is matched by Katakuri punching it. And I think uh, it's Carrot who's like, oh my god, his mochi powers look exactly the same as Luffy's, only better. <laughs> yeah. What a perfect match. I, I wish she did go full speed racer with uh, her <laughs> announcement, but Pedro, this is Pedro's episode, 849. Kind of crazy that this happens in the middle here. Pedro has a bunch of flashbacks in this episode. Remembers Cat Viper saying that the dawn of a new world is coming or some new dawn is coming. Uh, Breaking Dawn, part one, part two in theaters in November. And Luffy's running ahead towards the sunny and Pedro is like reminded of Roger seeing him because of course he is. I don't know <laughs> if you've ever heard anyone compare Luffy to Roger before. It's crazy. There's this guy who everyone loved and was a big influence. And then there's another guy who everyone loves and is a big influence, but he's made of rubber. Yeah, the power to make anyone his ally, that's the thing that they said on Marineford. <laughs> it instills hope everywhere he goes. I don't really get that vibe from Roger, I'll be honest. But anyways, yeah, so there's some... Um, Luffy's, like, doing some gatling attacks. Katakuri, of course, can see them before they happen and morphs his body to dodge them so it looks like they're going through him really cool i love katakuri's whole design and power and aesthetic i love the mochi stuff so much it's cool that they made him he's made of mochi but like it, it has yet to appear in any sort of silly way or like having a big tough guy be made out of a sweet treat uh isn't like goofy or any sort of silly like he's intimidating and probably scarier that he can do what luffy does but also uh punching all him these does other nothing. things <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 a really great foil to luffy's power set and i like this fight a lot uh that's coming up yeah uh, we'll get to that later this is the pedro episode uh what else happens though um so yeah paris or like gets off the boat rides on a little piece of candy in the water eventually goes on shore and uh jinbei gets onto the onto the boat with nami pedro is like talking to carrot on the shore and is like i think the straw hats are the people that the kozuki clan have been waiting for to bring a new dawn <laughs> kozuki clan of course odin's lineage super important to the minks uh the the samurai and Kazuki clan and one of all these things um things that i was super not thinking about it in any way watching so or whole cake but now i'm <laughs> deeply invested in re-watching them so pedro's like look i gotta risk it all for luffy to get out of here uh don't really realize the extent of that until the end of the episode but the big mom pirates are like getting all their little tarte fuckers to surround with a ship nami's trying to explain coup to burst to Jinbei, the new helmsman of the boat. <laughs> yeah, she's like, okay, so the boat is filled with soda pop, all right? Okay, got it. It's filled with Coca-Cola. Jinbei's uh, like, what is that? What's Coca-Cola? <laughs> and we shake it up a lot, and then the power helps us fly really far. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I am 30 or 40 years old. I can't understand I can't, Yeah, I don't need any of this. <laughs> World's greatest helmsman. It's just like, what? You put soda in the ship? <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, it's one it's like one step removed from like, it, they need to like level up the coup to burst by fucking inventing Mentos. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Why, awesome. Like, that, that's, that's what they should have uh, had Caesar join them and do. It's just like, create 
Mentos. And that's not even what Caesar's trying to do. He's he's just like he fucks up an experiment, and like drops a bunch of shit into it, and it causes it to do like a super Mentos burst. And he's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that's what I was trying to do." Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. <laughs> alternatively, alternatively, Perro Sparrow could have accidentally made Mentos Ooh. fall into the Coca Cola since he's here making candy. Remember when there was a guy in a movie who could use candy? Anyways. Yeah, it is. I, th- I think we've talked about this before. It's, yeah. They are weirdly distinct enough. Yeah, that, that also is true, because his was a Logia, technically, I think. I think so. Yeah, I think he, like, was made of candy. He didn't make yeah. candy. Does it? But, it, but like, because it was, like, sticky, and he fell in. Like, Luffy had to, like, cover himself in flour to beat it. Like, this weird yeah. opposite <laughs> crocodile fight, yeah. basically. You like that movie more than me, but still, uh, that I like. I just think is I love that type of logic in a One Piece fight, which increasingly there is less of in a post hockey world. Speaking of candy, the ship is trapped and covered in candy. I guess they're fucked. Oh no! And Pedro's like, I'll just go beat up Perro Sparrow, and if I knock him unconscious, the candy goes away. And Perro Sparrow immediately beats pedro and gets him on the ground and covers him in candy and it's like my bounty is very very high i don't know why you thought you'd win talks to him a little bit there's a flashback i don't know when this was or if we saw it before there's a flashback of like pedro right after he lost his eye and all the stuff with zeppo and, and he's talking to Paris sparrow and he's like so how old are you and how old are you after you lost your lifespan he was 27 lost 50 years of life 77 and uh, he says some shit about his last name being Knox or whatever. Yeah, the, like, crew. Flashback to him seeing Roger when he was a kid. Uh, he's like, oh, I want to join you and Odin, who's conveniently off screen <laughs> and not seen in any way. <laughs> and, yeah, Roger's like, yeah, you'll get your turn. And, of course, Roger dies. Pedro was sad about it. Oh, I, that that flashback is something I point out. Fucking, like, so many people are there at his death. Moria is there for some reason. Is this the first time we've seen that? Because I th- that felt like I'd seen it before. I don't remember Moria being there. I don't yeah, also young remember Moria, seeing the young crocodile, Mihawk. Uh, obviously, Shanks and Bug, you're crying. Yeah. I mu- maybe I just have seen it again recently in Catching Up. But, like, I, something about, it, like, watching it in this episode, I was like, oh, we must have just saw this because of how familiar it felt to me. But you being like, what the fuck, Moria was there. I guess not. Because I remember, yeah, I don't, the, the only person I remember a flashback in a similar spot was Bart being there to see Luffy at the <laughs> execution thing with Buggy. Also good, yeah. But I don't remember, like, Moria or anything. That was the one that was the most jarring was, who the fuck cares about Moria anymore? Nobody. I mean, well, Perona, actually. That's true. Well... Actually, it, it reminded me that's uh, I, I actually did get spoiled for what happened in Wano for Luffy to beat Kaido. Uh, Moria showed up and helped him turn into Gear 4 Nightmare Luffy, and that's how he won. Yeah, he just needed to be able to wield uh, some big swords, some yeah. big samurai swords. Yep. <laughs> also, NL came down from the sky and electrocuted him. <laughs> and Goku and Toriko showed up. Yep. <laughs> My uncle works for Oda, so he told yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ace shows back up um, <laughs> as a as a zombie animated by the shadow. I said that as a bit, and then I realized I was like, man, that'd be really fucked up if it happened. <laughs> that would be really fucked up. I'm just now, I'm just now realizing. I'm like, oh man, there's actually if I don't know if Morius 
actually, I think Moria's alive, or I can't remember. I Maybe mean, he's dead. He he's he's dead in quotes, which means we did not get we did not see him killed off screen, mentioned in a newspaper. I think. <laughs> yeah, we've seen one person die conclusively. I think in all of One Piece so far. Ever. Uh, up until here. Well, two. Um. This is the second time actually because Pedro <laughs> dies in this episode. But yeah, no, I, I'm i just thinking, like, yeah, if somebody else gets that devil fruit, there is, like, some dark potential of, like, all the dead characters coming back. Super bleak. Yeah, so Pedro has more dynamite on his body. <laughs> that thing that didn't get to kill him last time. Last time, yeah, last time it was, like, a red herring where, like, it explodes, but then he, like, got out through a mirror or something. Yeah. And this time he just actually, like, uses his cigarette to light his dynamite in it. Blows up Perospero and frees the Sunny, and it's this big, crazy cliffhanger that we're not ending on. We're doing one more episode, but <laughs> spoilers, Perospero's not dead. I remember watching this the first time. This Pedro's not ace. It is like maybe the like I can't think of any other definitively dead character that's died on screen. So it is like, are those the two to compare and like i got spoiled on ace before i saw it still very effective emotionally um again on the rewatch i remember watching this the first time feeling uniquely betrayed that Pero sparrow didn't die that Pero that like he pedro goes through that and Pero sparrow is just like oh weird <laughs> So there, there is that. I did notice he is missing an arm. Yeah, he's his like, arm he's... got blown off, which is at least it did something, which is more than happens usually when people are like, "I'm gonna do everything I can to stop him," and then it does nothing. Like at least Parasparo like lost an arm. He can probably give himself a fucking candy arm or some shit, but he does not have an arm. That's something. It, rewatching it now, I'm less upset, I guess. But like. It's, man, again, I guess I knew about it, but I, it's interesting how much that rattled me the first time. How do you how do you feel about it, considering how recently Pedro has been introduced? And obviously you've streamlined this arc a little bit faster than it was written to be. I, I think it's uh, it's more crazier that he's dead, like <laughs> like he, he he's blowed up and seemingly just for sure actually blowed up and dead. I think that, that that has more impact than the character himself going. It, it's crazier to you that a character did that than anything about Pedro specifically. Yeah, and it feels like it's more uh, more to be like do something for Carrot, uh, in some way, like give her, uh, give this character who is seemingly just happy all the time forever, uh, some strife. <laughs> That's true. Carrot does. It's it's interesting. The dy- usually women die for man pain. But for a man to die for for bunny pain is a is a unique twist on a character development. Uh, yeah, we do see Kara get particularly mad in this last episode, eight fifty. We get some more flashbacks to I guess I'll jump ahead to of like baby carrot being uh trained like in by uh by Pedro. Yeah, no, I I guess it's 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 interesting because he hasn't been around that long. And he's like already kind of like sacrificed so much for other people he's very indebted to this idea of like anything to get the straw hats to their goal my life is forfeit but yeah no i mean it's interesting compare it to what pal and alabasta doing the thing with the bomb and then just living unscathed (laughs) yeah or like i can't i struggle to even think of another example of another 
characters saying, I will sacrifice myself and actually doing it. Like, th- that's why Ace was such a big deal. Yeah. It's just like, oh shit, someone's concretely dying on screen and it's Ace of all people. And it's like, and the, the at the end of like 500 episodes of trying to save him. Yeah, it's the the finality of it in a franchise that's the audience is a bit younger and without uh like Dragon Ball. I still think most of the deaths in Dragon Ball do have an impact. People try to diminish Dragon Ball by being like, it doesn't matter because they can bring him back to life. It's like there's rules they have in the narrative to like make that not true. But like the deaths still have an impact even when you're like, oh, they can use the Dragon Ball. It's like, well, they got to get them. They got the bad guy wants them. The, the the fact that there's no, like, like this is fucking gone. Yeah. It's just crazy. <laughs> I, I struggle, like, uh, Oda's been doing a lot of interviews recently, because we're entering this final saga of One Piece, uh, which means we have at least five to seven years left. He's talking about, like, knowing the ending and saying this, like, even sadder than Marineford. <laughs> and I'm just like, I can't think, like, I can't imagine a straw hat dying. And similarly, I can't imagine anyone else who would matter as much. And I don't even think it has to do with shock value. Because I'm just like, I can't imagine something happening to Shanks or... Nope, that's it. That's the highest watermark I can imagine. Something happening to Shanks and feeling the way that I did with Ace. And I don't know if that's because Ace... Like, even Sabo. I don't even think Sabo would hit as hard as Ace. I, the, the thing with, like, Shanks that I... The only thing I can think of with Shanks, and it's something that I I know I've said on the podcast before, is in some way Luffy is going to have to fight Shanks, and it's not gonna be in, like, a fun, like, reuniting fight. It's going to be a scary, like, fucked-up, bad-feeling fight, and Luffy isn't going to want to do it, and Shanks isn't going to want to do it, and I don't even think it's gonna be in, like, a... If it was if it was like that, it would be in a kind of like a dad thing. Like, <clears throat> I have to do this thing and Shanks struggling. Like, it's something like this is the only way to solve things like <laughs> thing for them to do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the trip to the actual one piece is like. But I mean, I, I, I've said it a million times before we took our break, too. It's just like I love not having no fucking clue what happens next. Uh, so I guess still true. A way would be because I know, like the nice happy ending that we have for One Piece is uh, Luffy gives the hat to a a, like a younger kid as we are swells, and then we're crying. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's like so many steps before that. But but like the 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 sad version of that is Luffy finally returns the hat to Shanks's grave. That could happen. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's lots of things. Truly, who knows <laughs> what, uh, uh, you know, is building up. But it is interesting. This, I mean, also, I mean, there's other things that Oda has said and then kind of cutely gone back on. So I, but, but I, my, my, I immediately I'm like, well, I can't think of a realistic character death that would be that impactful. Unless it's like, I don't know, the dog from Orange Town. But... <laughs> That I mean, that's that would be a big deal. Or like a crew member actually dying, which I can't fathom. I, I, I've thought about that like Vega thing, and I'm just like that. I, like that doesn't. I don't even think that like makes a satisfying narrative. If like Zoro like just dies, or like if Usopp dies, or something like that's not a. There's no. There's no that that feels like I don't that that deflates the narrative. I think in a bit in a way that I don't think you so can have a positive to the ending, ending with that. too. Yeah. yeah, like it's. 
I like I, I trust it would have would be stuff for like, shock value. <laughs> the time to do that would be like what around like what Ace died if instead like a someone like Nami died or something instead. Like that'd be the only time to do that and it like pay off. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other big shonen that has big like significant main cast death. Obviously, Is Naruto. Naruto I don't know. Naruto plays fun stuff with the Sasuke situation for a while, but like. No, he doesn't die. And, like, I'm trying to think of, like, Hokage's die, but, like, that's different, too. You know? Like, it's, uh... Like, Jiraiya is, like, Shanks in that way, where I'm like, yeah, it's not... It's not Ace. Like, Ace felt like someone who wouldn't die. But, I mean, could harp on this forever. And I'm sure the next, you know, we're gonna have plenty of opportunities to be like, (laughs) man, what the fuck's gonna happen? Which is what's so exciting. That's, you know... what I'm really excited to be caught up when we get there. It's just, like... You know, you, you trading off the fun of, oh, man, I can't wait for Jory's reactions to things that I know. And I get to trade that for we're both like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Um, we haven't really talked about this last episode yet, though. 850. The bomb went off. Pedro saved everybody. So the I guess Parasparo is briefly unconscious because Chopper and Brooke are free. And the ship is free. The Thousand Sunny is free. Big Mom gets blown back. Carrot's like crying and trying to run to shore or whatever. And Nami holds her back. And Luffy's like, quick, we have to do a coup to burst. I do like that he has a line where he's like, if we don't get away, then Pedro would be ashamed of us. Because like, that's the whole point is like, he's trying to help. Um, I I like that Luffy doesn't really like, it's, it's, it's interesting to see that character growth with Luffy where he's like already on that sort of like shit this is what we have to do yeah. versus carrot, you know, crying and trying to go back and uh carrot like attacks Katakuri, who, by the way, is still just standing on the boat. <laughs> I, I, I think there was some snippets of Luffy, like exchanging punches with him here and there, but you kind of have to conveniently not have that in the background of some yeah. other shots. Yeah. Katakuri immediately beats her. And then um, that's when we get her flashbacks of uh, how much she cared about Pedro. Luffy runs in and fights. Uh, there's some really great imagery, honestly, with those flashbacks and the stuff with the uh, with Carrot and Pedro of like uh like her running to him on the black background, and then when she gets there, he explodes. Yeah, it's like crazy. I, I like all that. Uh, you know, dare I say, poetic representation of things. <laughs> Not subtle, obviously, but I you know I I love whenever One Piece like steps aside to get non-literal for a minute. Um, outside of an opening. Yeah, so Luffy runs in and what luffy does is hold katakuri still he like doesn't uh what gum elephant gun but like grabs him elephant gorilla grip yeah <laughs> instead so he just kind of holds him in one place and what is those things like luffy was punching him it's like what's the point of hockey if uh you can't punch katakuri it's it's that he's dodging. That's the thing. Like that's what that's what Luffy's gonna have to find his way around. Is that it's not just who has the bigger hockey punch. Although it will still <laughs> largely have to do with big hockey punches. There's also like there. I guess there's the element other element of hockey too, which is what I think Katakuri is a great sort of stand-in for. Is that his observation is so good that he can dodge stuff before it happens. <laughs> Luffy's gonna have to figure that out next time on One Piece, but. They do the coup to burst before that. Uh, Brutally pokes her head out of the mirror and is like, big bro, come on, let me save you. 
And uh, Luffy, like, uses his other hand to grab her. So you can ar- you already know what's going to happen. Also, yeah. it's been in the opening for how long of <laughs> Luffy fighting Katakuri in the mirror world. But when they do the Kuda burst, the Luffy goes through the mirror. And uh, we see that Katakuri, or we see that Paris Bearer lived. He watches the Kuda burst happen. And, and we, we mentioned this before. The Nami hands a tone dial to Jinbei <laughs> with instructions on how to do the Kuda burst from Frankie. The, the Very funny. That kills me. This is like Frankie is doing a robot voice on the tone dial because he it's not the tone dial doing that to it. It's him <laughs> for some reason. It's, thinking he does that sometimes. Yeah, that he has to do this voice for it. It's really funny. He's a funny guy. He does bits like make his shoulders too big and then he can't leave his room. I don't know how he gets anywhere on that boat. Because he built the boat when he was smaller. He didn't plan for big shoulder mode. Also, I want to know how he takes it off because like his sleeves are always on the other side of them. Whenever he wears like, like when he wore the Hawaiian short shirts or stuff, his he does have sleeves like on the arms. It's like, does he cut the arms up and then like put them on the on the bicep the most important part of the tone dial also it's i think it's just funny that tone dials still exist like they're bringing that up yeah. my favorite part is at the end he says that everyone has to say kuda burst together it's the most important part so they do everyone screams kuda burst as they do it yeah. it launches away well, it doesn't work if you don't do that <laughs> yeah no you have to believe in the magic and yeah, Luffy flies into the mirror. I do. I, I don't remember who's reporting on what happened in the Big Mom Pirates. But like, uh, the enemy ship just flew into the sky, and they're like, "What?" The the weird like kind of snake lady. Yeah, she's back. Is she there or is she back in the city? I can't. She's remember. she's on the boats in the sea, and she's the one who's like being like, "Hey, uh, here's yeah. what's happening." There's so many of them, and I don't. I can't keep them straight. I think more of them should have died. We should kill more of the big yeah. vampires. <laughs> Pedro tried. Yeah, so Luffy flies in the mirror. This is the cliffhanger for this episode, is Luffy getting into the mirror, and then he smashes it so they can't go back onto the sunny. And he says, here, he can uh, fight Katakuri all he wants. He can go all out. And that's the point that I was very eager to get to, which is why we covered 12 full episodes today. Because, uh, also, you said earlier there's not really a lot of other places to stop yeah next time we'll get uh to see how that fight goes and obviously there'll be a little more escaping to do for the sunny but uh i guess you knew that um luffy wasn't gonna fight big mom for real in this arc i don't think that's been a secret (laughs) also you you can't avoid that there was a big katakuri fight that's that's a (laughs) a name you heard but you know how do you how do you feel about these stuff the jorma stuff i guess is mostly run through you know it's neat this isn't the the way you i I don't think someone would expect the whole thing to go like this in any way (laughs) yeah it's a little unconventional the setting up someone a big bad like big mom and then just being like we we can't (laughs) yeah having this arc be like no you're not strong enough run away (laughs) we came here on a on a stealth mission utterly failed in that department and now have to run away not the, a lot of the fights that are happening, not really any weight to like, oh, Jerma's saving people and then they're losing and then they're winning and then they're losing. And then now I feel like we're kind of through all that uh, sort of padding and getting down to like, OK, this is a real fight. Luffy's going to really fight Katakuri here. 
Yeah, there's some other stuff going on. We're going to have a whole subplot of baking cake. <laughs> um, so look forward to a lot of Lazy Town references. <laughs> do, do the kids soon. know? Do the kids know that anymore? I don't know. Is that big on the TikTok? I bet if you make a TikTok about, I bet it feels like it. It feels like it's destined. Like it feels like it would make a great. Because obviously, I mean, I feel like more people probably know from the Little John remix anyway. So it's already sort of a meme in itself. The Lazy Town Cake song. Um, no, Lazy Town was a show that it was. It was my race home from school show to watch. I was too old in the demographic, but. I was old enough to have a crush on the pink haired girl. <laughs> it was like, I think it was like 60% crush and 40%. I kind of want to be her, but I didn't understand that part yet. <laughs> is is that a lot of like, uh, the thing is like, what was it that I had a crush on this or I wanted to be them? It, I think for me, there's a lot of like 60, 40, I think as I look back at my, uh, my my favorite IP from childhood. But yeah, no, Lazy Town was one of those, for sure. <laughs> now the Lazy Town lineage is the I Am Number One became a meme. The song from... Oh, yeah. I was going to say Dick Dastardly. I don't remember that guy's actual character name. <laughs> As always, I'll ask you for your always correct predictions of what's going to happen yeah. next time after we do our plugs here at the end. So, Jory, where could people maybe find you on the internet if that's a thing they wanted to do? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at NoImJory, where I got tweets about stuff. I've been playing Persona 5 Royal, so there's there might be tweets about that. What else? Uh, tweets about uh, Chainsaw Man, the man with the chainsaws back. So, uh, good tweets about that. Chainsaw Man 2. I'm, I'm two chapters, and the Chainsaw Man himself hasn't shown up. It's crazy. I don't know what's going on. Wrestling podcast is probably dead. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on uh, Letterboxd at the same name and see my funny list that I made. We're at uh, how many movies is on there? I I haven't updated it actually. I think it's two hundred fifty five is where we're at <laughs> with a lot of uh, garbage on there. Recent hits include Morbius, <laughs> the Zack Baggins Demon House. <laughs> Morbius, not a good movie. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> more BS, more like. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes I I have reviews on there. I should just plug my letterbox to nothing else because I don't <laughs> I don't use Twitter really anymore. Uh, uh, my Twitter and my letterbox are both Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J O. Um, I mean, hypothetically, if I have a thing to post, like a thing that I'm working on or to share that would be where you'd find it is my Twitter. But, uh, I'm just, I'm no longer using the platform to socialize. (laughs) Uh, I think it sucks. I think Twitter sucks. (laughs) It it does. Yeah. We're back to talking one piece. Um, we we have a, we, we are, that's the name of the show. (laughs) Fuck. You know, I never got it until now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> called Great Brand Synergy. Uh, this Twitter also has a... Or, this podcast also has a Twitter account. Uh, we are watching OP is how it's spelled. You can yeah find us tweeting about new episodes or retweeting. 
uh, stupid memes and pictures or scary quotes from Oda. I did retweet Minion Law. Trafalgar Law Minion was pretty good. Um, Chopper with the Tims. Lots of great stuff. Um, I'd like to retweet stuff from the Netflix show, too. Whenever that whenever that cast is doing stuff. But yeah, we got the Twitter over there. You can also link to our new Discord. We do have a, a new Discord now if you want to uh, discuss the episodes or one piece or new stuff over there. We also still have a Patreon, which will be back up and running in uh, in August. Patreon.com slash we are watching OP. Same as the Twitter. Hey, thank you to all the patrons that are uh, still around. We've been gone for a bit, but uh, appreciate you sticking by. A. Aaron, Adam B., Adam W., Anton, Ashuk, Becca, Ben, Benjamin, Brittany, Captain Moke, Chad, Clueless Wanderer, Connor, Damien, David, Deus Aqueous, Eric V., Gage, Heidi, J. Harkins, Funi, James, Jamesus, Joe, Cat D., Cat F., Ken, Kyle, Luke, Maddie, Mallory, Martin, Matthew, Maurice, McFoley299, Minty, Morgan, My Buddy, Nick, Paulina, Peter, Phoenix, Ryu, Rashawn, Rem, Riley, Rodsters, Ryan, Savannah, Snowy Scales, Stephen K, Stephen P, the, the Real Jory, Tony, Trey, Van, Vitek, and Verdigree. I don't actually know what's on the docket for... Us doing in August, I guess. Were uh, we doing like episode of Sky Island or something? Oh, I think. Uh, oh, well, East Blue and then Sky. Episode Island. of episode of East Blue is next on the list. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's. I mean, it's like a recap of uh, East Blue stuff. I guess I don't know if it's distinct from episode of Mary, but I mean, I guess so because Mary would have gone longer. But I don't think I've seen this one, so. We'll watch that. Um, yeah, and the Sky Island is on the docket for September, which I'm actually looking forward to because I like Sky Island. I have to imagine it's a little too much to fit into a hour 45. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious. I've never never watched that one either. Uh, Jory, where, um, what is going <laughs> to happen next time? <laughs> We're gonna plug and we're gonna get stuck in a loop of plugging for the next like. Yeah, hour. where could people find your predictions? <laughs> Alright. So I I think, you know, I'm always right. I've never been wrong. What's gonna this happen? This is true in general, regardless of <laughs> predictions. Regardless of I'm always right. Call the every major event I have predicted. Modern day Nostradamus here. When what's gonna happen is Luffy and Katakuri are fighting in the uh <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. We're fighting in the uh, the mirror world and while they're doing that, we're gonna cut we're gonna cut back and forth between Luffy and God of Curry fighting and Sanji baking the cake. Um as and we can hear like Big Mom like stomping off in the distance because they directed her over there because that's where the cake is gonna be. All all the Germa guys are are trying to fight him off, all of Sanji's family trying to hold off Big Mom, trying to hold off uh all of Big Mom's 50 million children that she has. At, at the end, Katakuri's gonna, like, knock... Because Luffy busted the mirror into the, uh... That goes back to the sunny, because he's fucking cool. Uh... <laughs> he is top, cool. Top ten badass moments. Uh, Katakuri's gonna punt, like, hit Luffy with a big mochi punch. 
and it's going to cause him to fly through a mirror that is in the kitchen that Sanji is baking the cake in as Big Mom is about to eat the cake, and he's going to crash into the cake and mess it up. Yeah. (laughs) This time, not he doesn't have a fun bit prepared. And seeing the cake get fucked up again by Luffy is going to send Big Mom into an even bigger rage, and she's going to, like, do a big ol' hockey, like slam with her fist on Luffy and it's gonna knock him out and all of the like Sanji's family and everyone they're all like knocked out and the judge is like mumbling he's like Sanji you have to take this and it's one of those can things that the rest of them use to turn into their sentai forms and it's gonna be yellow (laughs) and it has the number three on it and he's going to suit up and become whatever member of Jerma Double Six that he would have been. Yeah, what's his power? What's his uh, <laughs> Sentai power? He, he's he's going to be able to turn invisible, and he's he's going to sneak away from Big Mom. He's going to like sneak behind her, and she has like a Bowser tail for some reason because why not? He's going to like swing her like in Mario sixty four. So long, gay Big Mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's going to throw her actually all the way to Wano. <laughs> That's going to be pretty cool. I'm that's, excited to see it. That's what's going to set off uh, all the stuff in Wano. She's going to like crash into Kaido's castle. Ironically, as he's about to be- eat a cake that he's been looking forward to eating. <laughs> it's just the rest of One Piece is just this chain. <laughs> Everyone of getting their cakes, cakes fucked up. <laughs> uh, well, that's all going to happen next time. For true. For real. And uh, you can hear us discuss it in, I don't know, two weeks or so. August. Sometimes I don't do it the first Friday if it's like the second or third of the month because I like to put in uh, Patreon names. So if if there's ever not an episode the first week of the month, that's why. Very (laughs) important place for me to put that where everyone's definitely going to hear it. Um, But anyways, until next time. (laughs) To be continued. Continued. Continued.